Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T.com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm very happy for all the new listeners that we have, and I really appreciate you sending it to your friends and letting your friends know about it, because this is kind of how we change the world one person at a time, right? And so we want to be an ambassador in our own world and the, the, with the people that we know, the places that we go. And so I thought maybe we would revisit something that we have done kind of before, but that's really understanding being an adult. And when you think about this, this is, kind of, this is what I want you to consider, is that being an adult means, first and foremost, that I can wait. And not only can I wait, but I don't have to mess up the whole entire room because I'm having to wait. See, if I'm really able to wait, then I calm myself down. I understand that things can't happen always on my time, you know, my timeline. And so I'm able to wait. And I can wait politely. What else is another really important, you know, sign that you're a grown adult? Well, you, you have tolerance. And if you've listened to this show any, any, for any length of time, you've heard me talk about this issue of tolerance. And that tolerance does not necessarily mean agreement. Tolerance doesn't necessarily mean acceptance. Tolerance is simply tolerance. I'm tolerating something. I don't want to make the situation worse than it already is. And I recognize as an adult, I have maybe a lot more choices than I give myself credit for. Like, I can sit there and pray for the person that's ruining the whole event. Instead of, you know, shaming them in my own mind. I can also actually help them if they are willing to be helped. I can say something to them like, you know, do you need to talk about this maybe more at length? And why don't we go outside for a minute and let these people have their dinner? We can do all kinds of things. See, tolerance means that I don't become the person I don't want to be simply because I'm dealing with someone that's difficult to be with. Someone that maybe needs to grow up and that they are not acting as a grown-up. So think about this. Growing older 
and growing up, two very different things. And so contrary to popular belief, maturity doesn't necessarily come with age. In fact, many people go through their whole lives without ever scratching the surface of what it means to be an adult. And I can tell you for myself, when I was in my 20s, I really thought I was a grown-up. When in reality, I was kind of a just grown-up person. Okay, I was, you know, I was a certain age, but I wasn't acting as a grown-up. So I can see in retrospect, that was maybe a pretty significant problem for a lot of people that I was interacting with. Now, thankfully, I was in college at the time, so we were all kind of at the same level. But if you don't have someone like that in your life, you know, I think you might want to consider that there are going to be people like that in your life, or maybe you need to reevaluate how you act. I don't want you to be blind to your own immaturity. And so there are things that we can look at that help us understand what a true adult is and the qualities that they exhibit. So like we said earlier, waiting. They can wait, and they don't have to make it problematic for everybody while they're waiting. They can tolerate So even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's, you know, not something they're interested in, what happens if you're at a movie and you thought the movie was going to be PG and it ends up being like X or something? So what do you do? You can tolerate it if you'd like. You can get up and take a time out. You can say, you know, I'm not sure I'm going to enjoy this movie. I don't want to mess it up for you guys. So I'm going to be out in the lobby. When you're done, have a great time. And I don't need to say it in a snarky way or a judgmental way, right? So that leads us to if I can tolerate just human behavior. Now, again, remember, we're not talking about intimacy. So I'm not talking about your closest friend, maybe your family, your spouse. You know, I'm talking about just the general public. We need to learn to tolerate differences. And so that leads us to being able to get over being offended. You know, I don't like getting offended. I really don't. <laughs> you know, I don't know why people can act offensively. Sometimes I, I have to understand that they may not know they're being offensive. But the bottom line is it's uncomfortable. And it's really frustrating. And it's just really, you know, one of these things that makes you feel like, gosh, you have no respect for me at all. And so what I want you to think about is getting over an offense means that I can say to myself, depending on where this person is in my life, are they a stranger? Are they a family member? Are they a best friend? Are they a coworker? Are they my spouse? This is really important to understand that if they're in the outer ring of, of the people that I'm with, I just need to get over that fast. I need to not take that with me. Someone mistreats me at a restaurant. Somebody cuts me off while I'm driving. A coworker says some snarky thing to me or about me. I need to be able to just get over that and not carry it into my next interaction with another person. And this leads us to another really helpful thing. Adults don't need to be validated all the time. Now, I love being validated. I love it when someone goes, I get that. That is like you. No wonder you feel that way. I I mean, I, I really enjoy that feeling. It's very helpful and encouraging. But I'm a grown adult. And so I can recognize that, hey, if someone is really nasty to me, mean to me, 
outlandish, inappropriate, whatever it might be, I can get over the offense. And I don't even have to be validated. I don't have to run and tell my friend. I don't have to go to the manager. I don't have, you know, unless there's dangerous behaviors happening. But otherwise, I can just simply say, wow, wow, I'm going to move on. I'm not going to take that personally. I don't need to fix that. I don't need to correct it. This person isn't someone that is in my life on a regular basis. I'm not trying to have intimacy with the person at the restaurant that's acting like a jerk or the, the waitress or the waiter that is acting like a jerk. And so these things are extremely helpful when we are exhibiting and wanting to exhibit what it means to be a healthy adult. And so let's look at this last one here. Now we have some more that we're going to talk about. But in this grouping, I want you to understand that not only do I not need to be validated, but I also can still be polite. Now isn't that an interesting concept? See, one of the things that has happened in our country in feeling like we're allowed to be ourselves, we end up being the youngest version of ourselves. We end up being a childlike person. And we, in, when we do that, we are not polite. See, here's the thing that, that we, uh, we understand, and there is so much research on this. When people are polite, everybody calms down. See, even if there was a, a, like a mix-up, like let's say you're standing in line, you're getting ready to be sat at the table, somebody cuts in front of you, maybe they know they did, maybe they didn't know they did, but you have a choice as to whether or not be, to be polite. So you can calmly say to them, I think that we are next in line. And if they are willing to be polite, they will say, oh my gosh, you're right. I am so sorry I didn't see you there. I thought I was standing in line. Great, no harm, no foul, right? But what if the person says so? So what? What are you going to do about it? Well, we have to have a way to calm our own self down. And we can say something like, actually, I'm going to do nothing about it. I feel bad for you. So enjoy your dinner. And I can still enjoy my evening. And when I do that, I calm everybody else around me down when I act appropriately. So I can be polite even to impolite people. See, true adults master these principles. True adults are committed to these principles. And so we want to ask ourselves, okay, so what would be some indications that maybe, I don't know, I'm not being an adult? Well, one of the things that you might find is that you're always complaining. See, mature people know the difference between content, being content with, with what they have and fighting for what they want and knowing the right time to do these things. They know how to be civil in an effective manner, but immature people are never happy with what they have. They're always pin, you know, pining after things that they feel entitled to have or they're never satisfied, and they're complaining about their circumstances. Well, these are like toddlers and teenagers, right? They haven't learned to manage their self yet. But I'm not going to give them the same deference I would to an actual teenager or toddler who's learning how to manage themselves. So let's think about this. As an adult, as an adult, a true adult, I need to be able to handle getting my feelings hurt without it corrupting me 
or changing who I am as a person. So what does that mean? If I get my feelings hurt, am, am I going to then maybe create a grudge against this person? Am I going to gossip about this person? Am I going to go after this person? Or am I going to say to myself, wow, that's unfortunate. I wonder what's going on in their life. Wow, I, I, my goodness. I'm glad that my life is working. So I can simply let it go. And I can then recapture the fun of the moment that I have. And I don't have to be moved to that degree by that particular person. This is Cynthia High with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about what it means to be an adult. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for joining in today. And I really appreciate you telling all your friends about this show because I think it would be great if we could just really help our country, our community at the least, our churches, our neighborhoods, our work environments to kind of, you know, reclaim the, the honor of humans, that humans are amazing creatures. And right now in our society, we kind of are, I don't know, reveling in being the, the like lowest version of ourself or something or being like going farther than anybody else could go in really negative ways. And, and we're acting as if they're, you know, we're like little kiddos, little we're teenagers in adult bodies. And it's very stressful to be around people that are doing this. So I really want us to take heart when it comes to actually saying, I'm going to be a grown adult, even if nobody else around me is, because I'm going to feel better about myself. My life is going to go better, even if others don't do this. So when we think about this, getting your feelings hurt is a huge deal. And if you remember, like junior high or high school, Remember when, you know, somebody broke up or someone got their feelings hurt and there's a group of girls and they all gather around that girl and she's crying and everybody's telling her that's not fair and you shouldn't have to be like this and they can't even go to the next class because she has to be okay before they can all move on, right? So this is immaturity. But as an adult, I can move on as if it never happened. I can get over myself that quickly. I really can, because I'm not going to let someone stall me out in my daily life because of the behaviors that they are exhibiting. Now, if, it, if there's violence, that's a whole different show, right? Whole different story. So let's think about this. If I am not able to handle getting my feelings hurt without it corrupting me or changing who I am as a person, then what does that say about me? that maybe I have some self-centeredness, actually. So unless it changes me into a better person, and I then become more flexible, more forgiving, more accepting, more self-reflective. So for example, what did the offense reveal to me about me? What were my thoughts? What was my initial reaction? How much time did it steal from me? 
How many people did I need to tell or complain to? So this is where we have to recognize that we don't want to waller in our own feelings. We want to recognize that, you know, hey, this is, this is the world that we live in right now. We can still be decent people. And adults don't always have to be praised for doing the right thing. Little kids do. So I can say to myself, hey, I'm really cool, amazing. You know, I'm a beautiful prism, you know, that actually has all kinds of facets. And, and if I complete and actualize my full and complete, you know, potential, right, then wow, what would that be like? Well, I think it's a great journey for everybody to be on. But I don't think that we have to include the people outside of us in that process. We can tell them about the process. They can say, hey, I'm excited for you in this process. But it doesn't necessarily mean that if they don't validate us, then they're probably the enemy or something. So what do we know about people that should be acting as grown-ups and they're not? Well, we talked a little bit about they're always complaining. They don't like responsibility. And see, this is part of a teenage process in maturity, is that they push back and they, they see how far they can go because they're trying to figure out where their power lies. Every mammal does it as they're growing up. And so this hating of responsibility means I have to fit in a box. And teenagers, they're experimenting. They're trying to figure out who they are. So they're going to the outer limits of, of issues and until they can figure out, wow, here's who I really am. This is the contained version of me. How about this? One of the things that we know about adults, they learn from their mistakes. It's a wonderful thing. They learn from their mistakes. Children, dysfunctional people, selfish people, keep doing the same mistakes, hoping they get a different result, right? It's insanity. And those people that continue to repeat the same mistakes also will then fall into this victim posturing. So here we are trying to say to them, but you did this to yourself. And they're playing the victim. So being a victim, that doesn't necessarily go away in this planet. We do get victimized. But having victimization or being victimized or being a victim as our new identity is one of the worst things that humans could do to themselves. It is the worst thing that we could do because you're a one-time occurring person. Nobody, see, with me, I tell people nobody can mess up like me and nobody can do great things like I can do. I'm still doing that and they're still going to be unique to me. My mistakes or my successes are still unique to me. They may be similar, but they're still mine. And so adults don't play the victim. And they are also brave enough to leave their comfort zone. See, maturity implies growth. Growth implies change. And in order to change, you can't just do the same thing over and over again. Mature people are content with what they have and where they're at. That doesn't mean they don't continue to strive and stretch themselves. 
Immature people are complacent with their station in life, and they never attempt to do anything that might make them even a little uncomfortable. And then they give themselves permission to criticize the people that are succeeding. See, the clearest path to a stagnant life is to always seek comfort above all else. And that's a really important thing for us to realize. Comfort is a beautiful quality. And it really is very helpful when it comes to healing the heart, the soul, the body, the mind. But if all we want is comfort, we become weaker and weaker, more shallow, more dishonest. We become less of a person and we are not who we were intended to actually be. And so we want to think about, wow, how important it is to show up as a grown-up. And we've done shows on that. We've, we've talked about this idea of showing up as a grown-up and how important it is for us to do this and what that really does to our community. Think about the person, you know, you're at the grocery store or you're at some other store, you know, a department store, and the person in front of you is just snotty, snide, difficult, making everybody upset. And then you come up and you're polite accepting, patient, grateful. Wow, you actually just undid what the first person did to that retailer. You've actually undone their experience and they now can go on with the rest of their day much more content. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about this idea of adulting. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And I am talking today about this phenomenal concept of growing up and really truly being an adult. And the adult that God has created you to be, the one that can change the world in only the way that you can. And as an adult, we need to be able to act like one. We can't just have this be head knowledge. It has to be action-oriented. And so we've been talking about what, what it looks like if I'm a true adult. Well, a true adult doesn't complain very often. A true adult takes responsibility, actually loves being responsible for things. A true adult doesn't keep repeating the same mistakes. They actually learn and create a new template for themselves so that they don't repeat that same mistake. And what that means is that mistake that was negative now becomes a positive because they learned something from it. That's what true adults are like. True adults don't play the victim. They, they don't think that, that everything is somebody else's fault. And anything that goes wrong in their life, they blame shift. You know, it's, it's the traffic, it's their boss, it's their spouse, it's society, it's, you know, the government, it's whoever else they might decide to blame. And it's taken to the extreme. Immature people throw temper tantrums when they play the victim card. And this is what's so frustrating about it. It doesn't really do anything for them. Because 
if it really worked, I would be teaching people how to do it. I'd say, hey, I'm the expert at temper tantrums. Let me show you how to do one. They don't work. And what they do is they demean our identity. And we feel worse because of what we did. Then we have to defend ourselves. And, and then the cycle begins. See, immature people, they don't want to leave their comfort zone. Maturity implies growth, and growth implies change. So in order to change, you can't just do the same thing over and over again. Mature people are content with what they have and where they're at. However, they are still striving and stretching themselves and growing and changing. Immature people are complacent. They never attempt to do anything that might make them a little uncomfortable, and they also end up feeling entitled. And I don't know if you've ever met someone that has an entitlement issue, but they are very difficult to contend with. You know, these are the people that require handlers, right? So the same thing that happens with immature people is that they live beyond their means. They really think that somebody else is going to fix it. So they don't take care of their car. They don't make their house payment or their apartment payment. They don't finish, if they're in school, they don't finish their classes. And they just think that college will still be there and I'll, I don't know, maybe fix it in the next semester. And so they constantly are leaving things undone. See, mature people are mindful of finances. And they take care to live within their means. They don't feel entitled to luxury or goods or services you know, like buying the latest iPhone or I need to have a brand new car. You know, what they're doing is they're saying, hey, if this is the station I'm at in life, I can work toward more. I can. And I can see how much work I need to put into getting to another level. And if getting to another level requires so much work that I lose relationships, then that's not healthy. Immature people, they never make sacrifices either. And they have a tendency to want to bring others down in order to lift themselves up instead of just being a better person. They also are not aware or care about social etiquette. So maturity is one of these things where you, where you think to yourself, wow, I'm so glad that person came. They're so polite and they're so easygoing and and they're kind, and I just felt good when I sat next to them and talked to them for a while. Because social etiquette is this beautiful thing if we master it. And it helps to keep everybody feeling better. It causes us to have less arguments, less offenses, because we're actually trying to be kind and decent to anyone that's in our sphere. The other thing that really happens that is very sad, if you don't grow up, your word means nothing. See, individuals that are very immature, they say whatever they want to say to get whatever they want to get, to do whatever they need to do, and they don't care how they say it or what it means. And they don't really work on change. So I'm not saying, you know, we're trying to be perfect. I just want us to address imperfections. I want us to be someone that's working on things, that is actually growing and changing. Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about this idea 
of being a grown-up in your own world. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and always so grateful and thankful that you are spending time listening to this and really wanting to be the best version of you. So today, we are talking about true adults and the principles that they master. And so in that last segment, I kind of did it from the opposite. I did all the things that we're not supposed to do. So I I want to really talk to you about this idea that says, hey, I want to be a true adult. And so what do true adults actually look like, act like, talk like? And this is what I want you to understand. When you're around a real adult, it just feels safe. It just feels easy. Like there's not a lot of stress. Because one of the things we know about adults is they're in charge of themselves. And so adults typically have pretty good boundaries. So they, they might be observant, but they might not join in the fray. And so adults know where they end and the other people begin. So they have those good boundaries that say, hey, this is where my influence ends. This is where my power ends. This is how far I will go. And I won't go any farther than this. And so when we think about adults and what it means to truly be an adult... Well, we talked in the very beginning of the show about some really important qualities that adults have and that they display. And the first one is waiting. They're willing to wait. Now, I don't know about you. I am an adult. I really am. I promise. (laughs) But I don't like waiting. I don't. But see, here's how I know I'm an adult. I can. I can wait. I can wait. And I don't make everybody uncomfortable while we're waiting. And I don't complain the whole entire time and, you know, get up and walk around and check out what's going on. And why aren't we, you know, why aren't they doing whatever they're supposed to be doing for me right now? And I really can simply just wait. And the nice thing about being an adult, if I don't want to wait anymore, I don't have to. I can get up and leave and get in my car and drive away. So I have choices. See, adults always have choices. They may not like the choices they have. But they always have a choice. And they exercise making good choices. So when we think about waiting, what is waiting? Oh my gosh. Waiting is tough. And so when you consider the fact that, hey, I want to be someone that can wait. That doesn't mean I'm inviting it, okay? But it means that in our world today where things are so just present. I mean, it's like, we, you know, waiting for two minutes. I can't even wait for the light to turn green. I get so frustrated sometimes. And see, this is where we want to calm down the sympathetic nervous system. We want to calm ourselves down inside and say, hey, I can wait. I can just sit here at the light. I can think positive thoughts. I can figure out some solution to a problem I have. I can just relax. There's all kinds of things I can do. And how long do we really wait at the light? So think about the idea of adults can wait. 
And they don't have to get upset about it. They don't have to huff and puff and push everything around and criticize and complain and complain. They just simply can wait. And if they don't want to wait any longer, they can stop. See, they don't have to make a big deal about it. So then we talked about this issue of tolerance. You know, and tolerance has been, I would have to say, very overly abused in our country at this point. And we are thinking that tolerance is a right. And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole with you today, but I want you to think about tolerance. Tolerance is simply meaning that I can tolerate something for a period of time. If I have to tolerate it for too long, it's not tolerance anymore. It's actually a way of living. So think about that. Tolerance is a t- has a time frame on it. If I, if I can't accept it, then I will then have to live it. And if the tolerance is, is not possible, then I'm going to need to have to change my life. Because otherwise, I'm trying to do everything outside of myself to make my insides feel good. So I frequently talk to clients about, you know, you're trying to change all the outside to make the inside feel good. I want you to change the inside so the outside doesn't feel so bad. See, if I'm walking around with a great inner world, I'm at peace, I'm accepting myself, I'm doing pretty good, I'm honest, I want to take my responsibility seriously, I'm a kind person, I'm, I'm an honest person. You know what's going to happen with the things that I need to tolerate that I don't like? I, I can do it much better. It's not that big of a deal. Because I decide what I live with. So if I'm tolerating someone, tolerating something, tolerating a movie, a show, whatever it is, that means it's time limited. And when I work with people that are tolerating things that they shouldn't be, and they're tolerating it for years, one of the things I talk to them about is you have a choice. So if you're choosing to tolerate this for this long of a time, then you're actually not tolerating, you're simply living it. You're, you're acquiescing. You've given in, you've given up. That's not tolerance. Tolerance is temporary. So let's think about this idea of getting over offenses. See, if, if I'm a tolerant person, I can tolerate being offended. Let's take this a little deeper. I can tolerate offenses depending on who's doing the offense, right? So if somebody's offending me and I don't know them, it's easier for me to tolerate. If it's a friend or a family member, that makes it a little more difficult. So I might have to turn up the tolerance. I'm going to have to say, you know, I just need to get over this because I need to get over it and it's good for me to get over it. I'm not getting over it because it's okay. I'm getting over it because I don't want my internal world, my life contaminated by the offensiveness of this person. So I can get over this and let go of the offense. And I can say to myself, wow, I can, I can pray for them and say, wow, I feel bad for them. I don't know how their life is working if this is how they treat people. So I can get past that offense, and then I make sure that I don't revisit it or that I don't go out and tell everybody else about it. Because if I do that, I haven't really gotten over the offense. 
So th- think of this. If we are truly healthy people, if we are grown adults and, and we get over offenses, then we also don't need as much validation. Now, I love being validated. And you, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that I've done lots of shows on the need to be seen and that humans need to be seen. And so validation is a part of being seen. And I love being validated. I love it when people say, that's the best session I've ever had, Cynthia. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you do this for a living. Or people say, oh, we're so glad that we had you. You know, it was so fun to be with you. I love those things, right? Because I'm a human. So what happens if I don't get that? What happens if I have clients that don't validate anything I'm doing for them? Okay. (laughs) You know, what am I going to do? Fire them? See, that's really not my problem. I signed up for this job, and I want to help them. And if they give me no credit at all, I'm okay with that because I chose to do the job. I didn't choose to do this job so I could get all this validation. So I can handle not being validated. I like it when I am. It's wonderful when people tell me that. But I don't have to be validated all the time. So the last thing that we talked about in that first segment of the show is this issue of courtesy. And I'm sad, very saddened by our, our current lifestyle that we all live and that it's quite impolite. It's derogatory. It's nasty. It's very offensive. It can be extremely ugly. And I, it makes me sad because the studies that, that they have done on people that, that practice courtesy and politeness is their lives go better. They're happy. They're happier people. And the more offensive you are, the more derogatory you are, the more darkness you bring with you, the less happiness you have. And then because you have less happiness, you get even more hateful, more upset, more depressed, and you get more of that. So I want you to think about courtesy and politeness makes you look good. It really does. It's the gift that keeps giving. You can't really go wrong with it. You can't go wrong with being polite. It makes you feel better about you. It makes others feel better about you. You feel better about them. It's a win all the way around. So I, I encourage people all day to practice politeness and to practice honesty, truth, right? And these types of qualities that cause us to be better versions of ourselves, instead of being the worst version of ourselves because we don't put any effort into it, we actually can be someone that changes people's lives. We might not always know we did it, but think about the person that, you know, you're having such a terrible day and you're trying to get in and traffic is horrible and someone just lets you in. And how wonderful that feeling feels. It's like, wow, that was nice. Now, see, we can change our environments. And a lot of that changing of our environment has to do with whether or not we are willing to be adults. And to practice these things. And to make these a goal and values in our our own life. So I want to, more than anything remind you about what being a true adult is 
And these principles that they are so good at mastering and not because it comes natural, okay? Uh, and I, mean, I know that I might be sounding like I'm kind of double talking, but being polite, especially if you're tired, especially if someone's been mean to you, takes an effort. And it's a gift that you give to people. But more than anything, it's a gift that you give to yourself. You actually then make the world a better place. And it isn't that much effort. It is a commitment, though. And these are those things when we talk about value systems. Part of my value system is being committed to courtesy. I'm very committed to that. Part of my value system is not judging people the first time I meet them. Part of my value system is wanting to leave people better than what they were when I saw them first. I want them to be better because they saw me, better because they talked to me, better because they interacted with me. I would rather them go back into their world feeling better than going into their world more wounded. So this is what healthy adults are like. And I have to tell you, you know, I, I longed to be an adult even when I was really young. And I had no idea what being an adult was like. I thought being an adult was being able to do whatever I wanted to do. Whenever I wanted to do it, nobody told me what I had to do. And when I really became an adult, I was kind of amazed. I was like, this is really easy. Wow, being an adult makes my life so much easier, so much less complicated, so much less anxiety and overwhelming or, and regrets. So if I haven't sold you on this idea, <laughs> I'm really hoping you get it. Please practice courtesy. Be the best version of you. Be an adult. Make sure that you can handle offenses. You know, all these petty things. And I want you to be the best version of you. You're the only one we've got. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. Be